Hey, before Alyssa gets here, I got what you asked for. Stop getting easily distracted and be more present as a busy Christian woman. The number one thing you told her you want is to fully focus on what matters most in the moment and consistently follow through on what you say you will do, even when life gets distracting. Is that true for you? Imagine if you knew exactly when and where to spend your time so that you don't drop the ball on your priorities and you're no longer only half present with those around you and feel like you have plenty of time for what matters. Does that sound amazing? For a limited time, you can access the Redeem Her Time beta coaching program at a very reduced price, in exchange for your feedback, of course. And here's what you get. A personalized time audit system to look at where your time and attention is going. A one-hour, one-on-one schedule-shaping strategy session to create your personalized plan. And two weeks of testing your personalized schedule with individualized feedback. And for the first five people, it's just, well, I could tell you, but it would break the internet. So send an email to lissa at redeemhertime.com and just say the word me to grab one of the first five spots. And no worries if you're number six, you'll still get an amazing rate plus all the perks and know that it will never be this price again. If you've got questions, you can email me at lissa at redeemhertime.com and ask away. So that way you can see if it would be a good fit for you. I can't wait to see how this helps you make the best use of your time, my friend. Here she comes. Gotta go. Hey, busy girl. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast. Do you wish you were able to actually follow through on intentions and know where God wants you to focus? Do you find yourself looking up daily routines, time management, or life balance? Do you try to stick to your priorities, but find yourself overwhelmed and overcommitted because you said yes yet again? That's not the life he intends for you. Hey, I'm Lissa. Christian time management coach, priorities protector, and recovering to-do list girl. And I get it. I filled my plate with all the things and felt stretched too thin and only half present. I wanted to say no without the guilt so I could be available for what mattered most. But I felt like I didn't have enough time, energy, or self-discipline to make it all happen. Then God led me to manage my time with faith as a foundation. On this podcast, you'll discover how to know what he's called you to, make the best use of your time and overcome distractions so you can be more present and lovingly say no. It's time to give your best time and attention to what matters in this season and in light of eternity. Grab something to sip and open up your heart and calendar. I'm about to show you how to redeem your time with God at the center of it all. You ready? Hey friends. I got to start with a warning. This episode may trigger you and you may even get mad at me, but if you hang on with me till the end, I promise you'll love where it takes you. Even if it does get a little uncomfortable and personal in the middle, do you know that I love you? I really do. And so I want you to hear what God has laid in my heart to share with love and know that he's doing this hard work on my heart too. Okay. Is anyone still listening? Oh, good. You're here. (laughs) Just going to say that says something about you because those who don't really want to grow already clicked on to the next podcast that will tickle their ears with what they want to hear. Paul describes these people in second Timothy four, three through four for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. 
How did he know that's exactly what people would be doing over 20,000 years later? (laughs) Because that's human nature starting way back in the garden. I mention the Daily Grace Company resources often in the podcast because not only do I use them, but because they point us to the truth. A really impactful resource has been the Redeeming Your Phone Time Bible Study Companion. Sound familiar? It should, because that's what inspired the Redeem Her Phone Time Challenge series that we're in. So let me read this section from day five that will set up our conversation for today. From the beginning of God's redemptive plan with his chosen people, Human beings have tried to make gods out of things that do not deserve their worship. They've also tried to set themselves up as gods. We often do both of these things when we spend too much time with our phones. We idolize our devices and look to them to fulfill a need that only the Lord can satisfy. And we sometimes attempt having people worship us through the use of different social media platforms where we set up our profiles as highlight reels of our lives to show others how great we are. Perhaps you suspect the message here is that we should just throw our phones away and forget about them. But that is not the message. Phones are not inherently evil. They are not the problem. The problem resides in the heart of the user. Yes and amen. This is exactly what we've been talking about since back on episode 105 up until now. Our phones don't push buttons, download apps, share, like, and post on their own. We do. And as Jesus taught in Matthew 12, 34, Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And, I might add, the mind thinks and the fingers click. It's about the condition of the heart. That's why it's possible for some women to use their phones to glorify God, while others use it to glorify others or themselves. Okay, so far, this has felt pretty comfortable, like we're just having a casual conversation over a cup of coffee. But here's where we're going to dig in, and I'm going to poke some holes to see what truly flows out of you. Are you ready? Let's start with an important question. Are you a hypocrite? Crickets, (laughs) still here? Okay, let me lighten things up with a fun Sunday school song I remember from when I was a kid. It goes like this. I don't wanna be a hypocrite. I don't wanna be a hypocrite. Cause they're not hip with it. I don't wanna be a hypocrite. (laughs) The song had a few other verses I remember too, like, I don't wanna be a Sadducee. I don't wanna be a Sadducee. Cause they're so sad, you see. I don't want to be a Sadducee. And I don't want to be a Pharisee. I don't want to be a Pharisee. Cause they're not fair, you see. I don't want to be a Pharisee. (laughs) Funny, but not. But the chorus brings us back to where we do want to be. And it goes like this. I just want to be a sheep. Baba. I just want to be a sheep. Baba. Pray the Lord my soul to keep. I just want to be a sheep, Baba. <laughs> Funny how those things never leave you and the truths still apply. Now, God was not afraid to call out the Israelites who are supposed to be his people. And Jesus was not afraid to call out the Pharisees and Sadducees who were supposed to be righteous. And you know what they called them? Hypocrites. Let's let God's word test your heart. So if you do fall into this category, you can do the three steps I'm going to share with you today. First, Let's look at the Old Testament. God had quite a few words to say to his people through the prophets. If you remember, he was the one who called the Israelites out of bondage, and he called them his people, not because they deserved it for sure. And because they were his people, he called them to be holy, not meaning they sat in church all day, but that they lived different than the nations around them who went after other gods, little g. Sometimes they blatantly disregarded God's commands. 
But other times, they thought they were being obedient, but God saw through to their hearts. Isaiah was one of those prophets that God used to speak to his people. Listen to what Jesus quotes from Isaiah 29, 13. You hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you when he said, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Notice, it is possible to be doing all the right things on the outside, but still have our hearts far from God. And then later in Isaiah 58, 3-7, the people cry out, Why have we fasted and you don't see it? Why have we humbled ourselves and you take no knowledge of it? I mean, they were fasting, just like he said, right? But here's God's response. Behold, in the day of your fast, you seek your own pleasure and oppress all your workers. Behold, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to hit with a wicked fist. Fasting like yours this day will not make your voice be heard on high. In other words, they were hypocrites. Does that hit a little close to home too? By the time we get to the Pharisees in Jesus' day, Remember, they are not only Israelites and God's chosen people, they were also regarded as the super religious because they studied the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, inside and out, and they could even quote it from memory. They were up to 613 laws to obey. I don't know about you, but I think I'd throw up my hands and surrender before we even got started, knowing there's no way I could keep all of those. I mean, let's be honest. The Ten Commandments have given every human ever a standard we cannot keep, except for Jesus, of course. But the Pharisees didn't admit their guilt in breaking the law. Instead, they not only defended their innocence, but flaunted it, acting like they were better than everyone else. But Jesus, (laughs) he called them hypocrites, whitewashed tombs, and in front of everyone. And he was right, because their hearts weren't right. They were, say it with me, hypocrites. And while you're finger pointing at those Pharisees, Did you know that when you point one finger at another, you're pointing three back at yourself? Yeah, it's true. Now, I'm not putting myself anywhere close to God who gave us the Ten Commandments and the other commandments in his word. But so far in this series, I've given you, wait, let me do the math. Two plus three plus four plus five plus three plus five, three and five. 30 practical things that you can do to redeem your phone time as a Christian woman living in this distracting digital world. (laughs) Be honest. How many of them have you actually done and kept doing? No worries. I got three fingers pointing right back at me now too. So let's apply this to our phones. There's not any thou shalt nots that are followed by the word when you use your phone in the Bible. But as God's children, we are still called to obey the Ten Commandments from the heart. Remember, Jesus took those a step further when he taught us about what God really wants from our hearts and why the Pharisees were not as righteous as they thought. And we are still called to be set apart, to look and act differently than the world around us that's chasing after other gods. So, does the way you use your phone look different than the way your neighbor who does not know God uses theirs? Does the way you use your phone reflect that you are God's daughter and that you're here to build his kingdom? Does the way you use your phone help you love and obey God more and more and love your neighbor as yourself even more too? I'm guilty too, because... It should look different. In 1 John 3, 9 through 10, it reminds us, No one born of God makes a practice of sinning, for God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep on sinning because he's been born of God. By this it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Anyone who does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. 
sinning with my phone? (laughs) Yep. They're all over our screen time. Greed, envy, gluttony, pride, laziness, selfishness, adultery, addiction, profanity, idolatry, hatred, gossip. And what about those more respectable sins that we tolerate? Ungodliness, anxiety, discontentment, unthankfulness, impatience, judgmentalism, worldliness. Thank you, Jerry Bridges, for pointing out what we often excuse. Now, I'm not here to dish out a bunch of doom and gloom, but to open your eyes to the reality of your heart and how it's reflected in the use of your phone, mine included. So what's a girl to do who knows she's redeemed, but she's battling the sinful nature that wants to misuse her phone? I'm so glad you asked. Here are the three steps I promised. One, recognize. Two, repent. And three, redeem. So let's start with number one, recognize. The first step is to see it, to admit that you're a hypocrite. I know that doesn't sound fun, but the alternative is to just remain like the Pharisees who couldn't or wouldn't see it in themselves. But interestingly, they had no problem pointing out the speck in someone else's eye, all the while having a log in their own. And James 2.10 helps put things in perspective. If you think you're pretty close to perfection, whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. All of it? Yep, all of it. In other words, the Pharisees or the Israelites or us could do all that God commands in his word, with our phones or any other area of life. And when we fail in just one part, wouldn't that technically null and void the keep the whole law part? Anyway, we are guilty of all of it. We are no longer clean. Although none of us really was anyway, right? And if you remember, a holy God cannot dwell with sin, which is why we need step number two, repent. Tell God about it. Admit your sin. It's really not as hard as it sounds. In fact, it's freeing. I'll go first. I do not always use my phone in a way that honors God. I sin with my phone. And the good news is that when we repent, God does not leave us in it. 1 John 1, 9 tells us if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. It's not about me trying to keep a perfect standard and failing, not just at one point, but all of it. And here's the warning to those who do not recognize and repent in the next verse. It says, if we say we have no sin, we make him a liar and the truth is not in us. I will happily be a confessing hypocrite in that case. And step number three, redeem. We throw the word redeem around a lot around here, but let's go back and remind ourselves of what it truly means. According to the dictionary on my phone, yep, I'm using it as a tool, Redeem is a verb, which means to regain possession of something in exchange for payment. Jesus paid for our sins, which redeems our hearts and lives so that we can live for him and with him. And as my friend Megan calls it, that's the beautiful exchange. And once our hearts are redeemed, then everything our mind thinks, our mouth says, our eyes see, our ears hear, our hands touch, can be redeemed too, aka used for his glory. But we have to keep using these three steps, because here's the thing. This is not a one and done. Guaranteed, you'll go back to some of your sinful patterns with your phone. But the good news is that Jesus gives us access to God so we can recognize our hearts, repent of our sin, and redeem our time and phone time for him. 
No more being a hypocrite because they're not hip with it, right? I feel like this episode lent itself to a lot of needing to talk to God time. So may I pray with you? Dear God, you alone are holy. Sometimes it boggles my mind that you would choose to invite sinful people like us to be your people. Thank you for inviting this with God relationship because it's something we never could have done on our own because of our sin. We don't want to be hypocrites like the Pharisees in any area of our lives, including our phone time. We confess that our hearts are sinful, and so phones in our hands could lead us to sinful thoughts and actions, both the obvious and the respectable. We know that even just one wrong thought or action makes us guilty of all of it, and that there's nothing we can do to fix it or keep ourselves clean. And so we repent by bringing it to you and letting the sacrifice of your son make us clean again so that we can redeem our phones and lives for your glory. Thank you for not leaving us alone in our sin, but for providing a way that we can be restored into a right relationship with you. Open our hearts to see that we often cannot see on our own and be quick to recognize and repent when we fall short. You are so good and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah and amen. I promised you we'd end up in a good place, right? I trust you're encouraged and challenged. Now, there's no chapter and verse about how to use your phone, but I challenge you, as you read and hear his word, ask him how it applies to not only how you use your time, but to how you use your phone time too, and what you do instead that's probably even better. In a few days, I'll be back with some practical tips about how to intentionally use your phone to love God more and more. But until then, I want you to sit with the truths we pulled out from God's word. What is he saying to you? What is he calling you to do? or not do. But don't keep it to yourself. Come join us inside the Redeem Her Time community, where we're having real, honest conversations about where we are and where God wants us to be, and doing our part to trust and obey. You can visit redeemhertime.com and just click the community tab to join us. Thanks again for joining me for this episode. And until next time, remember, you do have all the time you need to do all he has called you to. Be available to who and what matters most in this season and in light of eternity, because you are here for such a time as this. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So, what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile, and that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real-life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing, together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.